0: a feeling to be powered by love. Don't take money, don't take fame, don't take no credit card to ride this train. It's strong and sudden, it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life to be powered by love. Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, a few weeks ago, we decided it was uh, finally time in the Hawquist house to to update our family photos. And so we did kind of the most logical thing. We ventured out to St. Paul to to have pictures taken with our friend. And I was so excited when they arrived and we got to take a look at this finished product. And I have to share them with you this morning. they cute? Right? This beautiful moment in our family photos. Uh, I love the fact that we got a chance to take these pictures because there's something about them that I kind of love. And it's the fact that my kids really look like peaceful little angels in this photo, <laughs> which I also then have to say is completely ironic given the chaos absolutely surrounding those photos because there was time before and after where it wasn't so peaceful in the Halklis house. And so the photographer missed these kind of moments, and I wanted to kind of share a little bit. You know those moments when the dad death glare happens? You might have seen that or received that once, or um, the voice, yep, when you you gotta tell your kids not to do something. Well, what had been happening in our house uh, right around this time as we were getting ready to do these photos is I had to give my kids the look. And I remember it very vividly because two boys this close together, they absolutely love to tackle each other. My kids are kind of nodding their heads right here in the front row. Well, the problem with this idea is that my kids wanted to tackle each other in a field of goose poop. <laughs> Didn't end well, wasn't going to end well, so dad gave them that, you know, that look. That Make sure you're, uh, you're stepping up and being the best you can be. But here's the other thing. The photographer also missed the moments before this uh, when I had to send Ellie a text message. Because, hold on a sec here. Because there was absolute chaos in our house and you'll notice in kind of the upper right corner, this is a picture of Clayton's room. At some point, we had to try to fight with him to get it cleaned up. Um, And so I sent Ellie a text and I said, these kids, like I just had enough. We had all these moments in all of this where we had outfit changes, temper tantrums, losing our patience, complaining about the drive to St. Paul, and that's just me. I'm the only one that was complaining, really, but all of this is to say that we missed the moment behind the scenes when it was so much more chaotic. Yet in the midst of all of that, this beautiful moment of peace and togetherness is actually captured. And the beauty of it is, it's not manufactured. My kids were having a moment where they were laughing and smiling, and for the briefest of moments, we caught a glimpse of what peace between brothers could actually look like. But it's important to note um, that peace can oftentimes feel pretty elusive. And I want to share that, that peace can really feel elusive at times. But here's the thing. If you spend any time in a bookstore now, you'll quickly find a ton of books which focus on um, finding your financial peace or declutter your mind, 10 Habits for Finding Inner Peace. Or my personal favorite was inner peace, and underneath in massive letters is the word Now. Find it right this moment, because anywhere you looked along the bookshelf, you'd see this word peace pop up continuously. See, as people, I think we have this longing to find the key to peace in our lives. Or this statistic that I read this week, since 1776, the United States has only known 17 years of peace. Oof or the world, if you put that in perspective, the world as a whole has only known 236 years of peace, 286, sorry, 286 years of peace in all of our time. We long for peace on earth. We proclaim it, and sometimes more as a slogan than fact. We hope for, we long for a place where peace can dwell. And I'm guessing the hard truth of this year is that It's been really difficult to find peace. I think if we're honest and we ask the question, how many of you feel like you have a sense of overwhelming peace right now? That answer would probably be very few, I think. See, I think we're wrestling with these questions of variance, which is our news story of the week again, or another litany, another in the litany of school shootings the question of whether do we gather for the holidays or do we not, Um, the things we can say and can't say in company anymore for fear of breaking the peace in our family and friends, conversations this week about job security or changes in health or the uncertainty of what news is tomorrow going to bring. So I feel like I've had more sleepless nights in the last couple of months than I thought I would ever have. I wrestle with these questions about what does the future hold, and my peace feels like it's glittered at times. It feels elusive, and I wonder, God, where are you in this? So as we lean into the season of Advent, into this theme of a weary world rejoices, we're confronted with this question of what does peace look like with the arrival of the Messiah and the moment of peace, we often encounter that Christmas Eve and the Christmas story. We have to acknowledge that it's not all peaceful. I think we have to understand that sometimes it's unsettling, it's unnerving to read the scripture and think, it all ends well, but what's going on under the surface? You see, behind that picture-perfect story of the Christmas, the manger scene that we all love and adore, is the shadow of the Roman occupancy. People were living under the thumb of, of Herod the king. Mary, who was betrothed to Jesus by Jewish law, that meant she had to live apart from her husband for the first year of marriage, and by Jewish law, that if anything happened in there that was unsavory, so to speak that the reality is she'd be publicly stoned or divorced. Um, She would uh, face a trial in front of a group of people where no doubt that the other side of that is the shame that would follow that trial. Peace isn't as elusive in this story as you might challenge because at some point they face the reality between the experience of what's happening and the world they're living in. But Mary is off singing and gallivanting. We heard that in the Magnificat, this joyful story. Uh, My soul proclaims your greatness, O God. We love that image of Mary. But Joseph is on the other side of the coin. Joseph is trying to find the best way to leave her without doing anything to harm her reputation. It's not a very, very comfortable story, is it? And all of a sudden, at one of those moments that behind-the-scenes curtain look is part of our story as people of God. Well, it's as though in that story we need something to break into this story, to change the reality of the yucky yuckiness of our story and move us into hope and new life. So I share this story that a few years ago, Ellie and I had Uh, at the wisdom of our electrical inspector had uh, decided that we needed for our safety and to feel secure in our home by these really wonderful plug-in carbon monoxide detectors. You might know where this is going. So at 4 a.m., we got this loud, screaming wake-up call in our house. And so not knowing what it was, we thought, oh, no, something major is wrong. So I grabbed the family, I shoved them in the car on the frigid cold day and so my wife is often not a fan of cold weather and so you get where this is going she wasn't very happy with me and i probably should have thought a little bit further ahead but at four o'clock in the morning when you've just woken up i'd like to think i'm super intelligent i would have checked anything before i decided we're going to stick everybody in the car that did not happen and ellie and the boys were just not as thrilled with me so we called the fire department They showed up at our house, made a spectacle in our neighborhood of lights and sirens and all the flashing things at 4 a.m. to walk in our house, take a look around and quickly discover that the uh, carbon monoxide detector at some point had just fallen out of the socket. Somebody had bumped it and it fell out. And so eating a little bit of uh, embarrassment here, I thought, huh, I was so focused on the problem that I missed the solution, which could have been momentary and easy to diagnose, but instead we shuffled out the door, sat in the cold car until they arrived, and had to eat that, that embarrassment sort of moment. And so I say this because I think often our focus becomes on the problem of life, not where the solution rests. I think we focus our energy on the things that steal our peace and yet we focus less on finding the solution within us. And so the promise of peace, I hope, and I hope we come to realize, is the one who comes with the promise. Jesus says in John 14, Peace, I leave you. My peace, I give to you. There we go. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. See, Jesus gives a kind of hope, kind of peace that the world cannot give, that the world cannot offer. See, peace isn't the absence of problems, but the presence of God. I want to say that again, that peace isn't the absence of problems, but it is the presence of God. God. Joseph simply could have brushed off the good news, the promise of a son, Emmanuel, God with us. He could have kept his focus on the things that were stealing his peace, living in that message, saying, Well, if I dismiss her in private, it all goes away. But instead, he opts to be a peace giver in a world of peace takers. That's good news for us. So all of this brings me to my question today. So where is peace found in you? What does peace look like in our weary world? And my hope is that in the weariness of this world, we may find the promise of Jesus the Messiah, God with us, as a reason to rejoice and a reason to find peace this year. So may you find moments and snapshots of peace this season experiencing the little places where god is with you maybe that's time with your kids a walk in the woods or time with family but wherever you go may you hold on to the promise that god is with us all of us i want to leave you with a verse today and it's from philippians 4 rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice rejoice Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So may we find peace in the weariness of the world. Holding on to that good news that God, Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.